This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. We have new neighbors, Larry. Oh. New people moved in next door. Old, old, the old couple uh, have left and... And a young, I think a young couple have taken over. I've not met them yet. They're doing a lot of stuff to the house okay. before they move in. Okay. And I can tell you right now, Larry, I don't like them. You, a man who bring people together, right. don't like these people. It's one thing when they're making improvements inside the house. Right. But now they've gone outside. It's not good for me, Larry. No, there's more. There's work coming your way, my right. friend. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, you know, I really like the way that looks. So these people, they're already on my list. I don't know what they look like. I've never met them. Uh, I got a problem with them, Larry. This is ESPN New York Tonight. With Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Thursday night edition of ESPN New York Tonight. We thank you for joining us at 1-800-919-3776 and via Twitter. Yes, Gordon's got problems. He's got new neighbors who are trying to make improvements that his wife is going to get some brilliant ideas. And Gordon will be opening up a new account at the Home Depot, Lowe's. Mm -hmm. And all the other various lace action. Why don't we have that, Larry? Why don't oh, we have this? Oh, look. Why don't we have that? Let me tell you, I have, uh, and do I know what you're going through? My neighbor said to me last year, thanks for driving your wife to get those new beautiful baskets that are put outside the front of your house. Mm. Now I got to go yep. and get these baskets. So believe me, I feel your pain. You've been there, I've been there. Right. I've been on both ends. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've been receiving and I've been changing. <laughs> Coming and going, right. <laughs> I know. It. I've been both. I've done both. Going to, to be fair, before, and I hate to go back to baseball, I really, because it's so depressing, but I, I have to go over the schedule because that's what I promised. That's what I teased mm-hmm. to go over the Mets schedule. So before we talk Giants, let's look at this. Gordon, this is not going to be, this doesn't look as good as, as the Yankees situation. Okay. Weekend series with St. Louis, we've already chronicled what they are. They, they're struggling. Okay. The next three at Houston. The next uh, not three. Not who you would want on the schedule. No, not if right now. If you were now. drafting teams to not put on the schedule, the not Astros right now. would be one of them, right? Not right now. Mm-mm, not right now. At Philadelphia, mm-hmm. who we always seem to, like, you know, have an issue with. Absolutely. You beat them a lot. Yeah, no problems. You know, so that should be good. They're due. Home, home for Milwaukee, home for Frisco, mm-hmm. then at Arizona, at San Diego. That takes us through July 9th. Well, here's the thing with the schedule for the Mets. The Mets' problems are really about the Mets. Mm. So it almost doesn't matter who you're playing. If they don't figure out things on their own, because they have proven they can lose to anybody this year. Yeah, they, <laughs> this is true. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. they lost two or three to Colorado, you know? So know. They, they, they can lose to just about anybody. So they got to figure out. They got sw- Didn't they get swept by Detroit, too? They got to oh, figure God. out the, the things on their own. They do. There's no question about it. They do. They definitely do. All right, that's done. Let's talk a little football, shall we? Let's do it. Uh, New York football giants. Jordan Renan was on with uh, KJM, that's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, and he gave his expectations for the New York football giants. 
I think their goal is to continue building and growing. Like their goal is not win the Super Bowl. I mean, of course, every team wants to win the Super Bowl, but I think that they know that they're not there yet. They're still in the building process. Maybe year one, they overexceeded expectations and got further. Quite frankly, I know they did. They had more success than they thought they were going to have, right? Mm -hmm. So this is year two. Year two is if they went in the progression they thought they would. Oh, year two is the year we start to compete for the playoffs. So I think that's still probably where they're at in the progression. Now, Gordon, we, we, we tore apart the Jets schedule. <laughs> so let's take a quick look at the Giants schedule, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, they open with Dallas, as they always do, at home. Then at Arizona, at Frisco, home for Seattle, then at Miami, at Buffalo, home for Washington, home for the Jets, at Vegas, at Dallas, at Washington, home for New England, and that takes them to the bye week uh, which is after their game with New England on the 26th. That's then when they come high, back, boy, woof. yeah, right. Then when they come back, they are, they host Green Bay at New Orleans, at Philadelphia, host the Rams, and end the season with the Eagles. They're in the see. Here's here's the difference between this year and last year. Right? There was no expectations for them last year. None. None. Nothing. Zero. Nobody cares. Giants, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing. Okay. This year, okay, you've got a quarterback. You found your quarterback. It's Daniel Jones. You've given him some weapons. Okay. Saquon will be there. You know, it's just a matter of what, what they figure out with him. And Jordan will talk about Saquon in a second. All right. But, Gordon, you could have, it's weird. You could have a better season and a worse record this year. Because of the fact that, you know, your 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 talent is improved, but your schedule is a little tougher. Now, of course, we're going against last year's schedule, so we don't know how the teams are going to be. And we it's the old adage: we know it's it's not who you play when you play them. But this is a this is a, a pretty daunting schedule because they've got the AFC East, and just like of course, like everybody else does. But you know, I mean, Miami. Gordon, uh, you know, I know how you feel about your team, but that's that's a potent team. Offensively and defensively, if they, if Tua can give them any consistency with being available, they're going to be tough. They're going to be a, a tough team. Buffalo is Buffalo. The Jets should be better with Aaron Rodgers, and New England with Belichick can beat you any Sunday. <laughs> he can find a way to get you any kind of Sunday. So you got that. Then you've got your own division, which is not an easy division. Washington, you know, incomplete. But Philly and Dallas, you have trouble with Dallas. You never beat Dallas. And you've got Philly, who's also a troublesome for you. I mean, Gordon, this, this could be a long season for them. A lot went right for the Giants last year, and it's unusual for teams to have two fortunate years where it seems like a lot of the breaks go their way every single time, unless you're one of those teams like the Chiefs or or the Bengals or something like that. So you're right. Um it's tough to gauge the schedule because at this point last year, if, if you said the, the Seahawks were on the schedule, you know, oh, Seahawks, that's an easy win, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it turned out not to be the case. So um, I'm sure there'll be some surprises this year. Mm-hmm. It does feel like that a lot of things went right for the Giants last year. So they're going to have to be a better team just to have the same record, I think. Yep. All right, let's, let's have a little fun. It's early, but we'll, we'll do it anyway. Uh, open with Dallas at home, win or loss. Uh, I will give them a win at that game because it's at home. I'm going to give them a loss. Um, at Arizona. That's, they better win that. That's an easy, that's a win. Yeah, that's a, that's a definite W. 
at Frisco. I'll go two and one. Two and one to start the year is a solid start. Okay, I'm not sure what they do a quarterback at uh, Frisco. Uh, You're getting Frisco at a good time. I'd rather have them early than yeah, late. Yeah, I get you. I think it's a loss, though. Um, home for Seattle. I'll give them a win. I got them three and one. I give them a win there. So I have them two and two. Uh, at Miami. That's a win. Four and one for the Giants. I'm not sure about that. I'm going to give them a loss. I got, okay. well, I, got, I got them three and three. Mm-hmm. I have three and three, Harvey. No, wait a second. I have five games. You have five games, right? Okay, One, no, two, I got three, three and four, two. five. You got, okay, you got two, and two and three, I think. Yeah, two and three. At Buffalo. That's a loss. Yeah, I agree. I got two and four. Uh, home for Washington. That's a win. That's five a win. Two for me. Yeah, I give them a win. Uh, home for the Jets. Home for the Jets. Well, home for both. But home well, for I the got Jets. the Jets winning all these games, so I got so to take, take the Jets. I got them yes. five and three. Okay, I'll take the Jets, too. Um... At Vegas. That's a win. That's a win. Uh, at Dallas. I'll put that as the loss because they won the other one. Right. So I'll flip it. I'll give them the win because they lost the early one. At Washington. They always beat Washington. Agreed. I got seven and four. New England at home. I, I don't think New England's going to be very good, so I'll put the Giants eight and four. Okay. I'll give the Giants that one, but it's, gonna be, it's not going to be easy. Uh, home for Green Bay. I think Green Bay is going to be better than people think. Uh, I'll give them a surprising loss there. I'll make them eight and five. Okay, I'm going to give them a win there. Uh, at New Orleans, I don't know how good New Orleans is. That, I that's, don't either. That's I mean, one. It's tough Who's to quarterback? Know. <laughs> yeah, it's tough to know. Is Derek Carr still going to be in the good graces then? I don't yeah. know. Um, I'm not a big Derek Carr fan. It's so I'll tough give the to Giants beat. a win. I'll put yeah, the Giants. It, yeah, not nine and five. Okay, because I'm. Normally, I would go New Orleans because it's so tough to beat them on the, under that dome. Mm-hmm. But because I don't know what's going on there and I don't have a lot of faith in Derek Carr, I'm agree with you. I'm going to give them a win. Uh, at Philadelphia on Christmas Day. Loss. Loss again. Yep, I agree. Uh, home for the Rams, Christmas Eve. Oh, oh boy. The Rams are going to be terrible, so I'll give the, the Giants a win there. Yep, agreed. And uh, Philly at home. I also give them a loss. Philly might not need that game, but I'll give them, you know, just on the the, the fact that they never beat the Eagles. I, I'll put them a loss there. That gives them a ten and seven record. Okay, I'm going to give them a win against Philly. All right, because I don't think Philly's going to need the game, so I give them a win against Philly. So, I guess I have them. What do I have them? What do I have them, Harvey? I didn't keep. I have them eleven and six. Wow. <laughs> Really After a slow start. How did that happen? Wow! Yeah, that really that escalated <laughs> that quickly. The words <laughs> of anchor. Well, I gave him. Well, I gave him a streak. They they went on a hot streak after at, starting with Vegas. Yeah, if, I, <laughs> if I'm doing the math correctly, you have them at a yeah, them winning six of their last nine to finish the year. Okay, Gordon's a bit more up and down. Yeah, which I don't know if I'd like, um, because it's Gordon's is thinking, but mm. he has them at ten and seven, which is respectable. But you rather you would my sign thinking, for a ten and seven record? This oh, year. he would absolutely. Oh, yeah. oh, I'd sign for it right now. Oh, there's no question. But I'll agree with um, with Larry's thinking here, because yeah, very, he thinks they're going to they'll roll in the second half. Gordon. That's right. All the momentum. Yeah, all the momentum. And hopefully they'll face Minnesota again. Yeah, and hopefully they beat the the Dolphins. Oh, who said that? Sorry. Well, look, that's well, very the, Gordon expects you know, them to beat them. Yeah, Tua could very well fall down tying his shoelace and be out for a month, so that's a very good possibility. <laughs> Although Dolphins generally, they're the they're a first-half team. Yeah. 
you, you want to get the Dolphins in the second half. You want to get them right around Thanksgiving, Christmas. That's the time where things start to implode in Miami. Yeah. But I don't know about this year, Gordon. I think they're going to be better. I think they're going to surprise you. I know you're hoping for the yeah. I know I, you're hoping for the Larry, best. Larry, I hope you're right. I, I go to bed dreaming that you are right. I hope you're right. I'd love to be able like I watched that parade today mm. for the Denver Nuggets. And and you watch the the exuberance of the fans there and you see Jokic and you see everybody having a great time. It would mm-hmm. be amazing because I'm sure a lot of those Nugget fans have at times in their lives been where I am with the Dolphins, thinking it's never gonna. The Denver Nuggets are never gonna win a championship. They never, they never win. They, 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 they're, they're never making the NBA Finals. They never get there, and they finally had their day in the sun after forty-seven years. Forty-seven years. So, look, if 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 it can happen to them, I'd love to think it's gonna happen to me. The other, thing, the other thought I have when I'm thinking about it is I think about all the people who lived their entire lives waiting for the Nugget and didn't get to see it. And I feel like I'm yeah. going to be one of those people with the Dolphins. As soon as, as soon as I go, Larry, then that's when the Dolphins will finally win. <laughs> go on the streak. Win like right, two, just to spite me. <laughs> uh, no, I, th- I think uh, it may not be this year, Gordon, but I think you're on your way. From a I would take a playoff standpoint? win, Larry. I would take a play, a play. They have not won a playoff game since two thousand. Ooh, Chad Pennington. No. no, they didn't win a playoff game with Chad. Oh, okay. They made the play. They won a division with Chad. Okay, not the playoffs. Okay, not the playoffs. They haven't won. They haven't won a playoff wow. game since Jay Fiedler. I remember him. Lamar Smith, the running back, and they beat the the, the uh, Indianapolis Colts with uh, Peyton Manning. Jim Mora was the head coach. Hmm. That tells you how long ago that was. Playoffs? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Playoffs? <laughs> that Jim Mora? That Jim Mora. It's been a long time. Larry. It's been a long time. No question about it. 1-800-919-3776. More of your calls next on 9870 ESPN. Playoffs? This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Until midnight on 98.7 ESPN. Taking your phone calls at 1-800-919-3776. Gordon, before we hit the phones, I just saw this uh, tweet from Fran Tarkington, former Giant uh, quarterback from back Mm. in the day. Yeah. And he, of course, was talking about um, Homer Homer Jones, Jones. who passed away. The originator of the spike, which I did not know. I did not know that either. You would figure that we would have known that by now, but yeah. that uh, that is uh, something that jumped out today. Yeah, it's amazing. And at that time, it was amazing. It's one that he wasn't tackled by like nine people. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it was a different game back then, Gordon. Different game. Oh, yeah. Different game. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> You're celebrating what? Okay, come back. Mm-hmm. Come back out here again over the middle and see what we'll we'll be celebrating you as they carry you off. I mean, all you need to know about that era. A football, Gordon, is what was it? Frank Gifford went over the middle and got didn't play for like the rest of the season <laughs> because he got laid out. Yeah, that's all you need to know. All you need to know about football back then. But this was Fran Tarkenton saying Homer was a two-time Pro Bowler, faster than Olympic gold medal sprinter and Super Bowl champion Bullet Bob Hayes, and Bob Hayes was quick, Gordon. Yes, he was Olympic champion. That meant he could move. Uh, and the event of the touchdown spike celebration. Homer, we had some great years playing for the Giants, and I will miss you dearly, my friend. That's from Fran Tarkington. So uh, sad day for the Giant alum, those uh, you know who remember him and were able to watch him play. He was, uh, from what I hear, 
Gordon, an unbelievably talented football player. And just to show you how different it was, um, he was, I think he was in, uh, he was drafted by maybe the Oilers or something like that, and he suffered a knee injury. And the Giants, I guess, picked him up because they offered him a bus ticket and they would pay for his knee surgery. Mm. And that's how he got to the Giants. Unbelievable. <laughs> Talk about a different time. <laughs> you know what we're interested in? We'll give you a bus ticket and knee surgery. All right, the deal. That worked you know out what? well for them. Wow. They don't want to pay for knee surgeries now. So the fact that they did that for him, that, that they really yeah. liked him. They really thought he could do something. There's no question about it. Back to the phones. Jose's in Brooklyn. What's up, Jose? Jose. Hey, good afternoon. Good, good evening, guys. Just wanted to check in. And, you know, I know, um, I know it's pretty late and, I usually stay up all late, uh, late hours. Um, sometimes, you know, and I usually made ESPN a habit of listening to, like, because from way back in the days, that's why I still refer to Gordon as USGD from your days with Stephen A. And, you know, Larry, I always call you Larry Legend. And I remember, you know, my times when studying late at night for college and I would hear Bill Dogtree. <laughs> and, he, he was um, from Talk of Our Town, and he was, uh, mm. he, he was definitely a fun, fun guy guy listening to at night. So um, I'm def- this has definitely been a force of habit. And like even Spike commended me because he's like, wow, I don't know how, how people like us and even some members of the company could stay up and listen to this. But it's been, but ESPN has been always great entertainment, ESPN Radio. I'm like, I got to watch guy, I got to hear guys like Ryan Rucco and Robin Lumberg and Max Kellerman and Stephen A. and even you guys. So, like, this has always been, you know, fun, fun listening to, and that's why I always, you know, hope that you guys are always still around because sport, you know, sports talk is always great. Um, my baseball point, and it's going to be, you know, pretty much for both the Mets and the Yankees because it's just, you know, I think it's very sad to see how both seasons have came up, and I don't care what people tell me. It's not a successful season for the Yankees unless it, you know, it ends up with the ultimate goal, but it is what it is. It is what it is. I'm not a. Uh, I do understand that there are injuries and everything, but kind of like what Gordon said in the past, you know, injuries are coming like are, are now becoming like a crapshoot with the team, right? Right, Gordon. Yep, I'm sure that they'll use that if if things go side. Well, it's just because of the injuries. Well, you acquired a bunch of injury prone players. Well, you know, injuries are a crapshoot, kind of like the playoffs. Exactly. So that's exactly what, and, and you know, for and for Larry, I, 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 I the, uh, a part of me does feel sad because as soon as the sting of losing to the Mets goes away, you know, I know you're going to have to deal with this all season long, long with this baited heart breath with that team. Because and I, I, I don't want to see Buck Showalter to get fired. I like, you know, I really, you know, still remember him as my first Yankee manager from from starting to watch baseball from way back in the day, from way back in the day so it's just you know very sad but um I, I hope that things get better i hope we have a better july and august um because it will make things a lot interesting because if not i'm gonna bring up more miscellaneous sports topics like usa is up to nothing right now and um i think this is pulisic's really standout game right now i don't know if harvey will agree with me on that 
But um, this is something that, uh, and and I'll talk about New York Liberty if I have to, because Jesus, the the losing's got to stop, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I hear you, Jose. Thanks for the phone call. Jose's been listening to us a long time, Gordon. Apparently, yeah. Wow. It was a long you time with Stephen since I worked a? with Stephen A. Yeah, it was Ooh. a long time ago. Yeah, I yeah. used to work with Max, and then That's I right. worked with Stephen A. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've been here a while. My I friend. know. <laughs> I don't know. I, they might have to tell Stephen A. that they work that I worked with him at the time. I don't know that he necessarily remembers. <laughs> I'm sure he does. No, I'm sure I'm, he I'm does. Not, I'm not so sure. He, he probably look when you're the level of famous that he is. Mm-hmm. I would be very surprised if you remembered who I was. Yeah, that's okay. That's all right. That's okay. Well, maybe no, I, I just they say I can, they say when you're that famous, Larry, it's like you meet you meet more people in a week than most people, most average people meet in their lifetimes. Mm-hmm. So it'd be impossible to keep everybody's name straight, right? But you bring people together. I do bring people. We so should have like a. To... We should have like a. Maybe at like the beach bash. If Steven's yeah. going to be there, they could put like almost like the the newlywed game where they put like three people. I'm one of the people, and they ask mm-hmm. who who of these three people have you worked with at the station, mm-hmm. and we'll see if he gets it right. He he would get it right. You think so? I absolutely. All right. Absolutely. He was great to work with. I'm not. I, he was a great guy to work with. He was very. Uh, very giving and mm-hmm. um, all that. It was fun. Mm-hmm. It was fun times. You never knew, uh, you know, what road you were going to go down with Steven sometimes. <laughs> that, that's what makes it fun, right? Absolutely. That's what makes it the, the unpredictable. And it was fun working with Max until he turned into a snake and a weasel with the, the Knicks, the, yeah. the anti-Knicks talk, you know? Mm-hmm. But this is what oh, happens. Yeah. Unbelievable. 1-800-919-3776. We'll come back, take more of your phone calls, talk a little NBA on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to me, Jonathan Winthrop. You hater! This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. If you're Bradley Beal, you don't want to walk into a roster that probably would look like the current team you're on right now. I think it's a matter of if we start to learn about who these teams are, is it Miami? Would the Heat dip their toe in the deep end regarding Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson and uh, draft picks? I think New York will be interesting as far as, for me, if I was New York, I would make a call, but I'm not offering anything good. Bobby Marks talking about the interest that is surrounding now about the Bradley Beal. It's ESPN New York Tonight here on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, here's the interesting thing here, and, and this is going to be, I think, part of what happens with the Knicks, too. And because we've had the speculation, and, you know, once again, we have the Hall of Fame of people who are announced mm. in trades. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw another one with KP. I saw another one with Zach Levine. You know, Joel Embiid, stop it. Joel Embiid is not leaving Philadelphia. And if he is, he's not going to the Knicks. No. If you're Philadelphia, you're, if you're, you're out of your mind. Nick Nurse would say, you know what? Tear up the contract. I'm not coming. <laughs> you're trading Joel Embiid. And if you are, you're trading him to the Western Conference. You're not going to see him. He's not going to be in the East. So he's not going anywhere. So forget it. Those are just pipe dreams. Stop. You're making a fool out of us. Trying, you're trying to bamboozle us, Gordon. It's not fair. You know it's draft not, drafts coming, and you know everybody's got these rumors for trades. Joel Embiid's not going anywhere. So just stop that. Uh, but here's the interesting thing. Will the Knicks make a move to keep from Miami making a move? But see, the thing is, is the Knicks and the Heat are, I know they faced each other in the playoffs, but they're not at the same stages of things. The Heat are down the road. They have their superstar in Jimmy Butler. 
if they go out and, and add Bradley Beal, that they think that that's the final piece to get them over the hump. Mm-hmm. So they can, they can do whatever to bring in that kind of contract and roll the dice there. Now, I, I, I've heard uh, Bobby Marks talk about it won't cost that much to bring in uh, Bradley Beal to the Knicks. But where does he fit and what are you giving up along mm-hmm. the line? Because you still don't have a player that is a superstar player. Now, Jalen Brunson played like a superstar last year. We have to see whether or not he can continue that mm-hmm. to really be a superstar. Uh, but the Knicks are the Knicks are still in the building stage. They're still like like two or three stages away from where the Heat are at right now. Mm-hmm. Now, eventually, you're going to have to make that big swing. But I don't. Uh, t- can we ever get someone ru- that the Knicks have rumored interest in that at some point in the description of the player, we don't use the term one of the worst contracts in the entire sport. <laughs> Can we no. have, can we have one of those guys? Carl Anthony Towns. Well, you know, he does this, but he's really got a terrible contract. Barrett Bradley Beal, terrible contract. Zion, Zion Williamson, Williamson. <laughs> terrible contract. And he's building steam too. This Zion Williamson yeah. move is just like it's 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 right behind uh, Zach Levine. <laughs> it's right it's right there. It's in a right shorter there. period of time. All you yes. need to know about Zion in the time that he has been in the NBA. He has played fewer games than Ben Simmons. That's crazy. Let that sink in. That's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, Let's talk to Buddha from the Bronx. Then afterwards, Gordon, I saw a trade I want to get your thoughts on. We'll do that after Buddha. Hey, Buddha, what's up? Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing? Buddha. Great to hear you guys so bullish on the Jets in that Giants game. Woo, can't wait to revisit this conversation in a few months. <laughs> J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. I know why you're doing it, but I mean, what do you see in the Jets to be so What bullish? do I have Come to on. gain? I don't know. The like, same way that you're talking about how the, the – the, the Dolphins are going to lose to the Giants. I mean, come on. The Dolphins are a good team. You know what you're doing, bro. All right. Yeah, I'm, All not, right. We'll I, I'm, see. Not, I'm not going there. We'll see. Before the season starts, Buddha, we'll put something on the line about uh, the Dolphins and the Jets. We'll figure out something. All right. That sounds good. I would love to take something from you. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> listen, on a serious note, though, on a serious note, listen, you know, um, 30 for 30s. Are like some of the best things that ESPN produces. Probably Absolutely. in my eyes, maybe the best things. I mean, that I don't know if you guys remember that one, the two Escobars about the guy Andres Escobar and yeah. what happened to him. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, it, it, it's riveting, sad, you know, all all at once. But you know, you could, you know, watching that, like, like the hair was standing up on my arms. But then I pop on the luckiest guy in the world, the Bill Walton, and and I'm gonna tell you something, man. Especially for like us older heads. You know, that was a that's a powerful um, thing that they put together. You know, you know. Full disclosure. I mean, there's nobody in the world who hated the Celtics more than me in the '80s. There's nobody. Trust me. Larry Bird. Listen, I, I couldn't stand Larry Bird. <laughs> if I could have got my hands on him, I would have fought him. You understand what I'm saying? You know. But I respected him, and I feared him. You understand what I'm talking about? Yes, As a I Sixers do. Fan, you yeah. respected him. You hated him. But more than anything else, you feared him. And I'm not so sure. You know, I'm just looking at some of the highlights they were showing earlier. And I remember those games. I remember them vividly. I remember being up 3-1 with Bobby Jones, the plastic man dunk on, on Larry mm. Bird. And we lost that series. Okay? I yep. remember it all. Like it was yesterday. 
You can't tell me that Larry Bird, at his highest level, not the back-broken Bird, no, I'm talking about at his highest level. Let's go from the 80s to about 87. He's a top-five player of all time. i, I got to be honest with you, especially when you look at these guys nowadays, you know, flip-flopping teams and all that, and, you know, I, I, all I want to do is shoot threes. That guy was a that guy was, Listen, that guy was a stud. Period. He was. He definitely One was. One of the best players I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. But now with the Bill Walton part, you know, it's easy. It's not easy. You know, we always heard about what was going on with his feet and different injuries. But it was different when you heard it from a reporter than to actually hear it from him and talking about how he couldn't play with his kids and how he had to crawl to certain parts. And all of that stuff that was going on. And when he tried to go back in that game and Dennis Johnson said to him, don't do it. Y'all felt that, man. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And like yep. I said, I hated the Celtics. I hated them with a passion. But watching this, it did two things for me. It reminded me, I don't care what anybody says, in sports, the golden era for me was the 80s. NFL mm-hmm. was a golden era in the 80s. Baseball was a golden era in the 80s. And definitely basketball was a golden era in the 80s. And, um, you know, just seeing that stuff, you know, it brought back a lot of memories. Some of them not so good, some of them good, but – it was a different kind of a game. It was a different kind of a lifestyle. It was different being a fan. And there's a part of me, especially in these days with all the player movement and all the different things, and we get too much information about what these guys are making and, mm. and these owners. Like, I wish I could be a fan the way I was before. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Bro. It is. It's totally different, Buddha. Thanks for the phone call. It's, it's – Gordon, it was still kind of – it wasn't so much of a business. Mm-hmm. It was a business, but it wasn't right. so much of a business that it is now. And that's why you had, like, player movement team. Guys were, yeah, they, well, first of all, they didn't make as much money. <laughs> so so they were, they, the championships meant something to them. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Not, yeah, not no, that, absolutely. Not that it doesn't mean anything to them now. But, you know, the money in the championships, you know, you really, the championship meant something then in that era. It, it meant that you know what we we were the best and guys stayed with teams to fight to to stay with teams to prove that we can we'll climb this mountain till we get there so bird and, and the celtics stayed together you you make an occasional change but not you know your 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 main your superstars are not leaving okay you, ewing and the Knicks stayed together jordan stayed together detroit stayed together in the nba all those teams stayed together and so it, you felt more you you felt more allegiance because you were you weren't worshiping the player as much as you were worshiping the team as a whole. And if it was a business, it wasn't as obviously. Yes, it wasn't as in your face that it was a business. Yes. It was naive to us. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, out of sight, out of mind. Right. I mean, yeah. ignorance is bliss. All those type of things. Yeah, it was naive to us. And in talking to players back then, Gordon, they will tell you that there was no better trash talker than Larry Bird. Than Larry Bird. Yeah. No better trash talker. And proved it. <laughs> Told you what he was going to do and did it. That's what he did. That's he was he was a tremendous player, Gordon. He was great. He really was. No question about it. No question about it. No question. One of the top players of all time. No question. 1-800-919-3776. Gordon, I saw a trade today that made me say, huh, but I don't think I'll do it. I'll get your thoughts next on 98.7 ESPN.
This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, there is an article in the Bleacher Report. Mm-hmm. And it's no-brainer trades for 2024 NBA title contenders. Okay. Okay. And uh, hold on a second. Let me give you the... And it's Zach Buckley who put it together. Okay. Okay. Um, here's the trade that he has for the Knicks. Okay. All right. I'm ready. It's a three-team trade. Oh, okay. All right. A lot of moving pieces here. Portland receives R.J. Barrett, mm-hmm. Obi Toppin. Okay. Jericho Sims. All right. Evan Fournier. Right? 2025 first-round pick. Not Evan which, Fournier, Larry. Please. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah he's, yes, I'm afraid so. I know, I know, I know. You're gonna be devastated to see him go. Mm. But yes, uh, 2025 first round pick, which is top four protected from Milwaukee. Okay. And a 2027 first round pick. So the Knicks are is, giving uh, up a ton here. Oh, and there's, there's more. Oh. And a 2029 first round pick. Okay, so that's R.J. Barrett, Obi Toppin, Jericho Sibbs, Evan Fournier, 2025, 2027, and 2029 first round pick. That's going to Portland. All right. Okay. The Clippers receive Damian Lillard. Okay. And the Knicks receive Paul George. I mean, can I get a guy who plays? (laughs) That's the first thing I thought I mean, come on. Like, why are we always trading for guys who either have killer contracts, don't play, or both? I mean, come on. Uh, I thought you were going to say Kawhi at first. He doesn't play either. <laughs> no, he doesn't play either. You pulled the swerve on me there, Larry Hardesty. I didn't think it was going to be Paul George. Paul George. Ah, come on. Who played more? Th- he played more than he played more than Kawhi this year. Well, that's not hard, but <laughs> I mean, you could of all the people that are getting uh, rumored to go to the Knicks, you could add them all up together, and they wouldn't play a full season. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, are they going to throw true. in Ben Simmons in the meantime? It's true. Oh, it's true. my Lord. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. They Also, some trades in the article include uh, Marcus Smart and Grant mm. Williams in the sign-in trade going to Phoenix for Chris Paul, um, who doesn't play, who also has injury issues. Uh, they also have uh, – Miles Turner and TJ McConnell going to the Lakers for Malik Beasley, Mo Bamba, Max Christie, and the number nineteen pick. I don't know what I don't know what that does for Anthony Davis if they do that deal. Is he go? Is he staying? Is he going somewhere else? Are they going to play him alongside Davis? I mean, you know that that's interesting. So there's a couple of uh, interesting deals there, but. Gordon, you, you, you're right. It's it's it, it, it's always the same kind of guy, a guy time. who doesn't play, who's making a ton of money. And I have yep. to give up the, the heavens and the earth to get them. Yeah, that's right. And that's a lot to give up. That's a lot to give up for Paul. That's a lot. I, I mean, yeah, four I, picks and, and, and my bench, my whole bench. <laughs> like yeah. The whole bench is gone. Look, I, if you could have some sort of guarantee that he was going to be healthy. And you um, don't. No. You don't. You have and, no and he's getting older too. How old yeah. is Paul George next year? Thirty one, thirty two. It's got to be in that range. Yeah, right. Got to be. He's thirty three next year. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah, I mean, see, the right age is Zion Williamson. 
Yes. It's the right age. Mm-hmm. It's the wrong player, <laughs> but yeah. it's the right age, you know, because he's just he's just never available, Gordon. Never available. I, I mean, and here's he, the thing. Like, I was listening a lot today uh, to Barton Hahn, and it was almost as if they were kind of putting out there that, well, maybe he might be more motivated to be in shape because he doesn't want to be in New Orleans. Right, right. So if he got to the Knicks, that would kind of get him in the right headspace to want to play on a regular basis. Well, mm-hmm. that doesn't really uh, – there's going to be speed – there's going to be things that happen here that he's not going to like as well. What, what's right. going to happen when things go sideways here? Yep. If, if, he, if he's that fickle, if, if him sitting out – again, he has played, what is it, 114 games in, in four years, Larry. It's crazy. He played 61 games in one season and played less than 61 in the other three combined. And we were killing for him in the draft. Killing for him. Of course. He looked like a generational talent. And I think he is a generational talent. But I I think he's eating himself out of the league. He doesn't seem to be a serious person if if that's what he's allowing, if if his uh, desire to be somewhere other than New Orleans is impacting him so that he doesn't even play. And he's he's forcing his way out the door. Mm-hmm. That doesn't. What what happens if things don't go exactly how he wants here? Is he going to yeah. do the same thing here? Now we know he definitely needs a change of scenery. <laughs> yeah, he, he needs a change of a couple of things. He definitely he, needs a change of scenery. Yeah, he's got, that's for sure. He's got some problems down there. He, he's got yeah. In a lot of different ways. And if you're getting yourself in trouble in New Orleans, what's going to happen when you come to New York? Yeah, and RJ may not be here to help him out. <laughs> you know, and and see, here's the thing that is the and this is this is why trade rumors this time of the year, Gordon, are so dangerous in the NBA around draft time. Because here's the thing that they all say: the Zion Williamson move is probably your best chance to move on from Julius Randle. Because you can put him in that deal. I I know, but I'm going to get a guy who I don't know if he's going to play. I know. I I I don't need to. Look, I I get it. If if there's a deal where I could move off of Randall and and get a talent uh, that's that's potentially a franchise talent, like Zion potentially is a franchise talent, okay, fine. Mm -hmm. The guy never plays, Larry. You're right. I'm not disagreeing with you. And if he doesn't play now, if he's having foot issues now, and it's not like I'm getting a bargain either. No. Mm -mm. I got to give up everything. I got to pay him everything Mm -hmm. as much as possible. And he he has not played in the first four years of his career. Nope. He's had one kind of healthy season. That's right. And here's the crazy thing. People said it when he was in college. Yeah. That he had to change his eating habits coming to the NBA. Otherwise, he wouldn't survive. Mm-hmm. People said it. Barkley said it. And Barkley knows because when Barkley came out of college, the round mound and rebound, he wasn't exactly a swell 225. <laughs> no. All right. But he but he was in better shape than Zion Williamson. Yeah. Clearly. You know, so, I mean, I'm just hoping that the Nick front office has a game plan that they understand the type of player they want, what they're going to do and how they can get them. And, and, and you can't, and once again, you know, these, these names are just out there. I get it. 
I understand it. It's about printing something. It's about getting clicks. And clicks are going wild this time of the year, Gordon, because the draft is next week. Mm-hmm. So everybody's trying to figure out what people are going to do, how what, what what players are going to be around. Everybody. So I get it. I understand it. But you just have to hope, as a fan, that your front office is looking at this like, no, we're not doing that. That's not what we need to do to get better. You're hoping. You're I hoping. heard one. Uh, I saw it somewhere. I'm not sure where I saw it. Uh, talk about uh, a, a match that does not appear to be made in heaven. The Miami Heat looking this offseason at the potential of adding Kyrie Irving. <laughs> <laughs> if, there, if, there's, if there's a guy who screams heat culture, <laughs> could you imagine Pat Riley putting up with that? What's that sound? Pat Riley just passed out. Yeah, he just Pat. We're, we're going to wear a black armband for Pat. He's he's passed That's away. Right. He can't take it anymore. That's right. Yeah that that does not seem to be uh, a fit. Heat culture no. and Kyrie. That that does no. not. No no. That no, goes no, no, together no. about as well as chocolate ice cream and an onion. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe worse. Maybe worse. <laughs> no, that's not good. Kyrie Irving though. No. Kyrie is begging to go on the Lakers. I mean, he was it was in every playoff oh, game. Yeah, <laughs> it's getting a little uncomfortable. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, give me a break. What are you trying to do? You know, either either, either they're going to come for you or they're not. Simple. You know. They they know. Don't worry. If they're interested, you'll know. They'll absolutely. They'll let you know. Absolutely. Maybe they're just not that into you. They may not be. They might. I mean, be. if you. I mean, come on. You're LeBron. And, and really, and really, what does that say? Yeah, it does. If LeBron, who is is kind of running the show, let's be honest. Yes, he is. Uh, if he is not telling the front office, go get him now, what does that say about Kyrie? Yeah. Yep. He says, we know what this I can't, is like. I can't, I can't do this again. <laughs> I, I want to win, but I can't deal with this. That's right. It said, it, it, that's not all it says. It also says, he doesn't play. Anthony Davis doesn't play. Right, I, I mean, what am this. I doing? I'm yeah. 39. I can't keep – I mean, how much lifting do you want me to do? He's like Danny Glover and Lethal Weapon. <laughs> I'm too old for this. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> it's crazy. It is really crazy. Uh, but it will be a fun offseason. And the NBA offseason is, is always, always. fun. Always and you fun. know what? It's, it's in the neighborhood. Not quite there yet. Mm-hmm. But it's getting in the neighborhood of the NFL offseason. It's mm-hmm. in the neighborhood, oh, yeah. Gordon. Sure. You know, especially with the summer league and what they do there and, and how that's getting hype and so on and so forth. So it's a, it's in the neighborhood. It will never be the NFL. We're no. Not, it will never be. No. But, but it's, the, it's the, the, the rumors and the gossip sometimes are better in the NBA. Because yes, it, true. it just allows you to kind of put things together and stuff like that. And, and, and crazier things sometimes kind of happen in the NBA as opposed to the NFL. No question about it. So what you got cooking on this Saturday, my friend? Are you working this Saturday? I am working this Saturday. Okay. I'm back in my normal time slot. I think, I think we're 3 to 6.30 this week. We'll find out okay. on Saturday. I like to keep things uh, – I'm like uh, uh, Ralph Cramden. I like to keep things fresh. I don't want it to, 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 to do too much prep ahead of time. But I think we're 3 to 6.30, so we'll uh, – We'll be obviously looking at the Yankees, and we'll see uh, Yankees, Mets. Maybe the Knicks will have a fresh rumor about somebody that they've been rumored to be adding for the last 25 years or something like that. More so, KP. 
More KP. They're going to bring KP back. Maybe that. Maybe Kyrie's name will float with the Knicks for a change. Chris Paul's name will come up again. Absolutely. Well, you have fun with that, my friend, and I'll see you next week. All right, Larry. Sounds good. That wraps up this edition of ESPN New York Tonight. Harvey Joe, thank you very much. I'll see you on Sunday at noon. That's Freddie and Fitz on 98.7 ESPN. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets.